0: Welcome guys to the Trying podcast, my name is Nanini and on this podcast I'll be sharing with you the steps that I'll be taking to try and get over my fears and get out of my comfort zone. personally claimed to own two dogs in my life so far, Rex and Pi. I'm using the term personally because both claims can be contested by some of my family members. If you ask me, it all began with Rex and his brother, whose name I can't remember honestly. Probably because we didn't give him a name at the time. So I remember us suddenly having two puppies, a brown one and one which was white with brown patches. And so of course, my little sister and I claimed a pup each. Like I said, if you ask me, I picked the white with brown patches and she picked the brown one. Unfortunately, the brown pup later died and we were left with a brother who we named Rex. After the then popular TV show Inspector Rex, we really loved that show. Okay, so even though Rex was a family dog, I've always believed that he was the pup I chose. But like I said, my sister thinks otherwise, which is fine with me really, since Rex was our dog, but mine at first. <laughs> Over the years, Rex grew to be this massive dog. One day, we came back home from school and couldn't hear his usual barks of excitement. Our house help, who we called Andy, which is really auntie with a cumber accent, broke the sad news to us. Without even changing our uniforms, we rushed outside to where Rex was. According to Andy, he must have eaten something poisonous. Since earlier that morning, she realized he had gotten loose from his chain, like he occasionally did, and sneaked through an opening in our fence. She knew he'd show up in time for his meal, like he always did, so she wasn't worried. But when he came back, he was constantly throwing up and struggling to breathe. And an hour later, he had stopped breathing. At the time, we had no vets around and so she couldn't get help. I remember walking slowly towards Rex as he lay there and I prayed to just see him get up and be the huge playful dog he usually was. My sister and I stood there crying and eventually said goodbye to Rex. It had been years since my dad decided to get us a new dog. So how it all started with Pie was apparently my doing. I remember a few times asking dad to find us a dog. I'm saying apparently, because yes, I do remember asking for a dog. But I always thought that if it were to happen, then the dog wouldn't actually be my dog, but ours. And so one normal day, after work from my internship, I came home and my sister immediately told me that dad had gotten me a gift. Thinking that she was just messing with me, I went outside and saw the cutest little puppy. A black Jack Russell puppy. You see, Rex was also a Jack Russell, but he was the usual white and tan. Pie, on the other hand, was black and tan with white patches on his neck and on his chest area. And just like that, we now had a dog. Pie. The name Pie is the math symbol. For the value 3.14. Now, how we got to that name is a bit funny. My sister and I bought Pi a collar and wanted to attach a tag with his name on it in case he ran away from the compound. And so we realized we hadn't named him yet. We still loved the name Rex, but you know, Rex was taken. And so as we threw around some names, the idea of having a second dog with cute couplish names that played off each other interested me and so i suggested the names apple pie (laughs) this dog we would name apple and the new dog that we didn't actually have (laughs) would be named pie terrible i know so of course my sister was quick to shut that idea down but then from that crazy idea i thought of another wild idea wait Our Wi-Fi password is Pythagoras, right? Mm Mm-hmm. My sister replied reluctantly. Then how about the name Pi? I mean, not the edible Pi, but the math symbol Pi. It did take a lot of convincing, but she finally agreed. And so our new dog's name became Pi. Anyway, back in 2019, Pi was now almost a year and a half old, human years. We woke up one day and as usual we'd check up on Pie. He wasn't in his shed so obviously we freaked out. The night guard had slept that night and since we'd usually let Pi roam around free the entire night, this one day he snuck out through the fence. My dad did everything he could. He made calls. We had the guards help search for him but we couldn't find him that day. We live in a small town that has been growing gradually over the years. So finding Pi became close to impossible, since even though it's a small town, a very big number of homes usually own dogs. So everywhere we'd go looking, we'd hear barks in every corner, and even though we know Pai's distinct bark, it was just heartbreaking, since we would have the maybe-it's-him moments. Days passed, and Pai's shed was still empty. I was crying almost every time I looked out of the bedroom window and saw the empty shed. I'd constantly pray to God to just bring him back. But a week passed and I almost gave up. Since I thought that Pi was maybe wounded somewhere, unable to get back home. Maybe he fought with some street dogs or just someone saw him and felt frightened and attacked him. Or he ate something poisonous. Or even since he wasn't a rowdy dog, maybe someone took him home and claimed him. These thoughts kept flooding my brain. But I still kept praying. Dad always stayed hopeful. To of Sijali. That's Swahili for we'll find him, don't worry. That's what he kept saying to my sister and I. Then one night, close to two weeks now, The night guard walked inside the compound with a dog, on a leash. It's him, it's him. My sister shouted. I couldn't believe it. I was afraid of believing, since I didn't want my heart broken again if it wasn't him. But one look at the dog, and I started crying. I didn't want anyone to see me cry, especially the guards. So I went to our room. I cried. I thanked God for bringing Pi back. And after I cooked his food and fed him, like I always did, he was completely okay, no wounds or bruises on him. If you ask me, that was a miracle. I might never know the true accounts of that night he disappeared, since one of the suspects was actually the night guard at the time. Apparently it is common for a guard to steal and sell the dogs of the place he works, or maybe... The other true account might be the usual, dog sneaking out. Whichever one it is, all that mattered, and still matters to me, is that we got Pi back, safe and sound. There had been other few instances with Pi that had been close calls, including a time when the vet called us and told us that there was nothing more he could do for Pi. In other words, we would have to say goodbye to Pi soon. I remember just praying to God that night after the phone call with a veterinarian and just cried while I asked God to spare Pi's life. He had stopped eating and even moving. He just stayed still. The next day after the phone call, my dad went out to check on Pi and I went with him. He couldn't understand what was wrong with him. And suddenly, it's like someone had switched on this bright light bulb in his mind. He immediately turned to me and then turned to Pai and asked, Wait, what about his collar? Did anyone check to see if his neck collar was too tight? He removed Pai's collar and loosened it. And just like that, Pai got up and walked over to his warm bone soup that I had prepared for him. But he hadn't even touched and drank all of it. We were so happy and relieved. Apparently, some days ago, the guard had tightened his collar since he thought it was too loose for him. (laughs) To anyone else, these might seem like just normal or usual endings to such scenarios. But to me, these are examples of answered prayers. Everyday miracles. Yes, dogs run away and are later found. And yes... A tight collar put dogs at risk of strangulation. These are actual facts that I've become aware of as a dog owner. But there is also another side to these coins. A side where it's not always a happy ending. If you ask me... (laughs) I should have titled this episode, If You Asked Me. (sighs) Anyway, if you ask me, miracles come in many forms. They are a manifestation of God's power. And more often than not, come with a teachable lesson attached to them. So God has a reason for every miracle. They either happen in order to accomplish something good or to strengthen our faith. Jeremiah chapter 32 verse 27 says, I am the Lord, the God of all mankind. Is anything too hard for me? What I get from this verse is God telling me to come to him with anything, no matter how small or big it seems. He alone can handle it. I might have been ignorant of an area that led me to messing up, but even so, God tells me to come to him with anything, even when it's my fault. He is willing and able to help. Psalms chapter 46 verse 1 says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. I realized that I had been dismissing the everyday miracles as just normal good happenings, if that makes sense. Since it wasn't this spectacular magical thing, but just something someone, a normal human being, did for me. I disregarded them since I thought it's just people being good people. I forgot that the Bible tells me that God uses people to do good in the world. God also answers prayers by stirring up in people's hearts the desire to help, the ideas to create, and moves the hearts of people to carry out his plan. I'm told in 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 17 to pray without ceasing. God doesn't limit what I should pray about. In fact, Matthew 19 verse 26 tells me that Jesus looked at them and said, With man, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. All things. Not a few things. Not just churchy things. Not just spiritual things. All things. So going back to the first verse I've read, Jeremiah chapter 32 verse 27, which reads, I am the Lord, the God of all mankind. Is anything too hard for me? The answer to that is no. Nothing. Not even one thing is hard for God. So praying for healing for my pet who seems not to be feeling well shouldn't be a hard task for God. Helping with school exams or terrible bosses shouldn't be a hard task for God. Praying for stability with my finances or even just to top up that prayer praying for abundance in my finances shouldn't be a hard task for God to accomplish whether he uses people close to me or strangers whether the answer appears out of nowhere that's still God working answering my prayer so on that note God there are a few miracles I'm praying for I'm aware that your timing is perfect But I'll not use that as an excuse to not even ask. Even with my little tiny faith, you've told me in your word, which according to Isaiah chapter 55 verse 11 says, so shall my word be, which goes out of my mouth. It will not return to me empty without accomplishing what I desire and without succeeding in the matter for which I sent it. Your word tells me to ask for anything I wish and I shall have it. That's John chapter 15 verse 7, which reads, If you remain in me and my words remain in you, then you will ask for anything you wish and you shall have it. So with that said, in no particular order of importance, God, this is what I'm wishing for. God, I'm praying for my family. I pray That they receive financial abundance for each one of them in their respective fields. I pray that even in their places of work, schools and businesses, you will give them favor in all you direct them to do. I pray for great opportunities to be presented in front of them. And that they will receive wisdom and knowledge from your Holy Spirit to make the right choices. God, I'm praying for my health and that of my family and friends. I'm praying and receiving healing from you today for my back pain. For all my family members and friends that are battling whatever form of illness from physical to mental, be it skin related or blood related, hormone related, or even a headache. I pray that they receive your healing in their body from the head to their toes. In Jesus name. God. Thank you for loving me unconditionally. I'm praying and believing for a future relationship that will grow in you and one that will lead to marriage. I'm praying for a God-fearing man who loves and respects me. One that is guided by your principles. A kind man with a generous heart. One who obeys your instructions and is a leader that is also willing to serve others. Preferably one who loves dogs. (laughs) And of course, one who I'll be attracted to, both physically and spiritually. A man who has godly wisdom, which is able to build and grow his ventures and our future businesses. In Jesus' name, I pray. So, God, you gave me the desire and content to start a podcast. So, I pray and believe for podcast equipment including a great microphone and a pop filter, a strong mic stand, good headphones, a shock mount, and a great easy to use editing software. Oh, and a hard drive with more than enough storage space. As for my painting skills, God, I thank you for the gift of creativity, which includes painting. Help me in improving my painting skills. I don't want to misuse the supplies you've given me. So I pray that you give me joy when I'm painting. I'm praying for creative ideas to paint. And I'm praying that my paintings will be available to as many people as possible. To be hung on office spaces, walls in homes, schools, even painted on apparel and even books and stationery. I pray that my paintings bring joy and peace to anyone who owns them or even those who see them. Amen. God, you know very well the supplies I have at home at this very moment. You're giving me amazing ideas to write as books and even scripts for other stuff, ideas to create as designs, but my supply seems limited. So God... I'm praying for a good computer, a proper desk and chair, and the iPad Pro and Apple Pencil. I don't see why I can't be specific. So yeah, I'm grateful for what I have now, honestly, and I'll continue stewarding over what you've made available to me. I'm aware that what you're calling me for is better quality, the right quantity, and even more confidence with my skills. So I'm praying, believing that I'll receive these things. Amen. Speaking of writing, God, I pray for my coloring book, my novel, and my comic book. I pray that by the end of this year, I hold complete published copies of all three of these books. I promise to put in the time and effort required. I'll do my part. And for what I can't do, God, I leave that to you. I pray, believing But the words you've given me to put down as books and the images you've inspired me to draw, they will not return to you empty. Whatever purpose you've intended from the fruits of my gifts will be accomplished. God, here's a few more. I pray for a consistent prayer and Bible study routine. I know it starts with me planning and making the effort. That I'll do. Of course, with all the help I can get, Holy Spirit, I'm praying for your guidance and wisdom when it comes to this. I just don't want to read for the sake of reading or pray for the sake of praying. So guide me on what I need to do and help me understand what I'm reading. Whether the truth will be hard for me to hear or not, I'll need your truth. Thanks. God, I'm also praying for great traveling opportunities. (laughs) I'm sure you've laughed. Like this girl who claims to be comfortable alone And it's like a vampire when it comes to the outside world. How now is she asking to travel? (laughs) Yes, yes and yes. I'm all that. But since you're calling me to grow in all areas, including my social life, then what's more social than traveling? I know we are in quarantine and lockdown mode. But I don't know how you'll do it, where the money will come from. But that's all on you. You know best. I'll do my part and find cool locations and activities I'd love to do. And maybe come up with ideas, such as making sure I paint something in all these places I travel. Oh, and maybe give away the paintings to locals. Right? So my work will actually, literally, be in places and spaces around the country and the world. Thanks. Thanks, God, because I am sure you'll make it happen. I also kind of want to learn a new skill, specifically dancing, so I don't know much about this wish, just that I'd love to learn how to dance, thanks. Lastly, God, you and I both know how much I love this next thing. How long I've desired it, I'm not even a fan of cars. My driving license has even expired without me driving a single car. <laughs> I'm not sure if that helps my case. But I'm not even a fan of driving. But the only car that has ever caught my attention is the Jeep Wrangler. Specifically as of now. The JL Billet Silver Wrangler Rubicon. four door. So that's on my prayer list too. That will be all for today. Thank you, God, for your love, your compassion, and your presence in my life. Help me desire your will for my life. Remind me to recognize and be grateful for the everyday miracles in my life. As I take one step every day towards the great blessed life you have in store for me. So all I have to do now is keep trying. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. Hopefully you'll be joining me every Tuesday for new episodes of The Trying Podcast. Stay safe, guys. Bye.